0: Welcome to the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast, where we go beyond the doctor's office and take a closer look at the programs that Eskenazi Health has to offer our patients and the communities we serve. My name is Brian Van VanBocken with the Eskenazi Health uh, Public Affairs team. And in honor of National Women's Health Week, we have Jessica Engie, Jesse Engie, outpatient physical therapist with Eskenazi Health to discuss physical therapy for postpartum health. And there's no topic that makes a man squirm more than asking <laughs> him to talk about childbirth. So I'm going to do my best, and please feel free to laugh at me as I work through my awkwardness with this whole thing. But thanks a lot, Jesse, for joining us. Before we get into uh, all of this stuff, please uh, give us a little bit about your history, your background, how long you've been with Eskenazi Health, uh, so we can learn more about you. Go ahead.
1: Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited, obviously, to talk about this topic, (laughs) and men could use the education too, just saying. Um, But no, I'm actually a little bit new here at Eskenazi. I've been here for about like a year and a half or so. Um, I started my whole education as an undergrad degree in kinesiology sports studies, then I got my doctorate at IU, and then I got my job here in the start of the pandemic, so it's been a kind of an interesting start here. Um, in terms of where the pelvic floor aspect come from, comes from, um, we don't typically learn a lot about this in school itself, so I've always had an interest in pelvic floor, so I've had to go on outside of schooling to get all of that training. Um, in addition to all that training, I've also actually been a teacher's assistant in these courses, so helping everybody learn how to do like a pelvic floor assessment, which is very interesting to do because it's a vaginal assessment, or for men it's a rectal assessment, so it's always fun stuff. Um, <laughs> it's fun stuff. I try to make it as, as least intimidating as possible. I Good, know I appreciate it's, that. <laughs> I know it's very personal, but um, on top of that, I've been a part of our governing organization Organization it's called APTA that I've been a part of, like the pelvic health chapter of it, and then research. So, yeah, it's just a lot of fun stuff.
0: So, before <laughs> I d- jump down, because you mentioned, so, so you said pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. What, so, what it, what is that? Did-
1: so, yeah, great question. The pelvic floor is what you're sitting on right now. So, it's like those muscles that are at the bottom of your pelvis. So, between your sit bones that you sit on, you have like a bowl at the bottom of your pelvis. It's the muscles that keep everything in, basically, so your organs don't fall out. Okay,
0: I, I can appreciate that. Uh, and so we're, we're talking about it's National Women's Health Week. It starts uh, Sunday, May 8th, and we want to focus on a very important health issue for women, which is postpartum health. And we were talking before you came in about... So there's so much is focused on um, uh, postpartum depression, but not so much on the physical aspect of postpartum health. And so we all know that uh, prenatal health is extremely important for both mom and baby. But we also but we don't want to always hear about the physical health of after childbirth and what the body. I mean, it's, it's hardcore. It's and, amazing. And guys cannot <laughs> handle this, which is why we're guys and why women rule and just, yes. Um, so how does your role as a physical therapist help women after childbirth?
1: Yeah, so I like to call it the fourth trimester because postpartum is, well, part of pregnancy too. Um, women go through so many changes, whether it's hormonally, emotionally, physically. And also, I mean, the change in relationship with the family dynamic, like it's a lot of things. And a lot of women that I've talked to, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get my abdominal, my like core back, my abs or just like my control over my bladder because a lot of people tend to pee themselves a lot. (laughs) Um, Or something that doesn't like to be talked about is like pain during intercourse. A lot of women are afraid to have intercourse after giving birth because Something just came out of them, whether it's through their vagina or abdominal, like from the C-section. So usually when I see women, we have a new program here at Eskenazi that is with our actual inpatient postpartum program. So typically we try to see anyone who's had a C-section or what you would call a perineal tear. So it's a grade two tear or higher. There are four different tears. So it's that skin area between the vagina and the rectum. That area can get torn during birth. Um, It's very common and it happens a lot. Um, But typically we talk to women about how to heal from that, whether it's scar massage or working on your core again or actually as simple as breathing. Because when you've had a baby, that baby pushes everything up and out of the way, including your diaphragm. So typically, we teach people how to breathe again, and being like, okay, when you're moving, you tend. Everybody usually tends to hold their breath and brace when they're in pain, or if they're trying to get themselves ready to move. And usually, we come in and we're like, hey, let's start breathing again. Like you can breathe because you got more space in your abdomen. Um, in addition to that, like some women ha- are really scared to either go to the bathroom to have like. Have a urination or actually go poop. Um, some women find that super intimidating. So we go in and say, let's go, let's go have, go to the bathroom and make it as least intimidating as painful as possible, less painful as possible. So I think it's at least it's super interesting to me. And a lot of women are just like, oh my gosh, please just help me when <laughs> I come see them. So it's kind of fun. I, I think it's probably one of those things
0: <laughs> of uh, getting, we had a conversation on uh, another topic, but stigmas, mm-hmm. you know, so then you know, people are, you know, you're worried and you think, that, Clearly, I'm... I must be the only person who went through this and I'm embarrassed. I, everyone's, everyone's dealing with this. It's yeah. it, it's fine. So is this uh, part of the, the package deal of childbirth at Eskenazi or is this a referral program? Yeah. How does someone get engaged with this?
1: So I have been in contact with a lot of the um, physicians on the OB team and we've had open discussions with how we do the postpartum program. So my partner and I, the other pelvic floor therapist, her name's Elizabeth Farmer, we have helped develop this program program it was kind of developed already pre-covid but then COVID just like shut it down because they weren't letting us go into the inpatient area um so now what my partner and i do we actually look and chart review every single woman who has given birth and we look at their delivery notes and like their comorbidities so what did they have during their pregnancy like did they have any complications during their pregnancy um We see, have they had multiple births? Like, what were their other births like? Did they have C-sections already? Did they have tears already? What what, what happened? (laughs) So we usually do that huge chart review. We find out who needs us, basically. Um, We try to prioritize the C-sections, especially, like, first-time moms, because usually they are just, like, very intimidated. They're like, oh, my gosh, my whole life has just changed. I totally understand that. But um, we try to at least see... C-sections because C-section is actually one of the most common surgeries and it's pretty major. I mean, they go through your whole abdomen. So.
0: Yeah. So um, so what are the symptoms or signs a woman uh, should look for to seek postpartum physical therapy?
1: Mm-hmm. So we kind of already touched on this a little bit. Again, it's any type of urine leakage. So whether it's urgency, you feel like you have to go the to- to the bathroom all the time, you're like, I literally just peed for three seconds, that means you're probably not doing it right. Um, There's also stress incontinence, so leakage during sneezing, coughing, laughing. A lot of women think that's very common, but it's actually not normal, and it's not optimal. Like, you shouldn't be doing that naturally, because your muscles aren't working if that's happening. Um, There's also, like, pain during intercourse. I actually see that a lot, um, especially because when it comes to the pelvic floor, it's very much... I think an emotional area. So if you feel like you have knots in your shoulders, like, you know, you get those like trigger points, you also get those in the muscles of the pelvic floor. So a lot of the times we can work on that and give you tools to help be independent with managing that because there are a lot of different ways to help with that. Um, We help with diastasis recti, which is where like that six pack abs, that line in the middle, that's when that's basically open. So you can get like hernias out of that um, and also back pain because your core is compromised. You can get um, just a lot of things. (laughs) How much
0: of this is, I guess, an incorrect or a misconception Mm -hmm. about patients going through this and think, well, that's just supposed to happen and I just need to ride it. It'll just – this is what comes with the territory and then therefore they don't do anything. How much of that is – Just people thinking that this is normal when actually it isn't.
1: Yeah, I've probably almost everybody I treat, I have that conversation with because everyone's like, my mom told me that this was just normal and, like, that's my new normal. I have to live with this. Or, like, my girlfriends were telling me all of this. And I'm like, well, that's what society is almost like. Like, there's nothing bad about that. But um, it's almost like the stigma again. People don't want to talk about it. There's the shame component of it. There's the embarrassment of, like, oh, I'm leaking. Like, I need to wear a pad because – I'm leaking urine um but no i it's a lot of education that's to good to patients because once they know the whole big picture about how those muscles are working how the whole urinary system is working like a lot of people you see the light bulb and they're like oh and yeah. some patients even come to me they're like hey i actually talked to my girlfriends about this and i told them to do this one little thing you told me to do and they like noticed a huge difference i'm like exactly <laughs>
0: So you mentioned earlier you also treat men in this. Yes. I know our focus is women's health. But um, and this is probably new information for a lot of the people listening to this episode. Uh, so what are some of the health reasons why a male might be treated uh, for – have a pelvic health physical therapy <laughs> session? Uh, yeah. You already scared me with <laughs> – <laughs> how, but yeah, how 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 does this apply to to, to a male patient?
1: No, you're, you're perfectly kind. So guys can have like the same symptoms with leakage, like they can have incontinence, and sometimes it can be from their prostate issues. Like some people have prostatectomies where they just take the whole prostate out. You lose that kind of structure that gives your urethra support. Um, Unfortunately, males' urethras are bigger than women's, so typically they don't have as much incontinence, but it does happen. Um, you can also have constipation. I do treat a lot of men with constipation, and a lot of men are just like, their eyes are so big when I talk to them. I just come into the room, I'm like, hey, let's talk about poop. Like, very surprising when. People, you can just see their minds change when you talk to them. Um, there's scrotal pain, there's inguinal hernias, inguinal pain. Um, some men sometimes also have pain during intercourse. Like everybody has a pelvic floor. I mean, some people just don't want to talk about it.
0: <laughs> can we give any tips or advice for someone listening to this? And at home, maybe try, you know, if you're feeling this, try this. Here's some quick little at home stuff that maybe before you go and make a full on appointment and get in there obviously we want people to seek the right care but some at home exercises practice whatever the the yeah. right terminology
1: yeah so first. a lot of people obviously have heard of doctor google i mean i yeah. am i do the same thing but um sometimes a lot of people are like do i just do kegels and is that what i need to do and a lot of times no that's not what you need to do um just because just you If you move a muscle, it doesn't mean it's working correctly. Um, Sometimes I ask my patients if they've researched what pelvic floor therapy is before they come to me. Because usually if they have just that little background, just what it is, it's very helpful. Um, Usually people don't stretch as much as I would like them to stretch. (laughs) We're all very stressed out human beings. um, And a lot of times there's a huge, huge mental component to like healing. So usually... Just those little caveats yeah. I'd like people to know about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like a lot of this is uh to get involved to to get the the services. It's referral and mm-hmm. you come in. But mm-hmm. so uh how how does the referral process work? How can someone learn more about this? If they're planning to come in to Eskenazi for their childbirth, can they just go ahead and sign up for the services at the front door? Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's like a huge... Part of this is to advocate for yourself. Um, There's no shame with telling your doctor or your physician or whoever you're seeing that you're having these symptoms. So the biggest thing is being open to your physician about it. Ask for that referral. Be like, hey, I heard about this. Is it okay if I have this referral? And typically with how our physical therapy area works with that is um, pelvic floor therapy is only available at this, um, at the main campus here on the hospital. It's not like at West 38th Street where they have other physical therapy um and typically again call when you get that referral and I guess our number is (laughs) 880-280 so with that you call and we get a pre-scheduled appointment and usually we spend 40 to 60 minutes with me or my other partner just one-on-one talking about what's going on. And then we decide then, do we want follow-up appointments? Because sometimes we see each other weekly or bi-weekly or anything like that for 45 minutes. Like, it's a really very personal appointment, so.
0: I think the big message is be honest and upfront with your doctor. Like, mm-hmm. there's, you're in a doctor's office. It's not going to do you any benefit to hold back or to lie or to kids. It's just... just no no one cares they just want to make you yeah. feel better yes. you know so jessica angie thank you so very yes. much for coming in uh we appreciate everything um so yeah please check out all of our episodes eskenazi health here for you podcast on soundcloud follow us on all of the social media channels and at eskenazihealth.edu joe and rachel thank you so very much for uh taking part in this and for helping us out and we'll see you next time on our next episode